What's up, guys? Saturday morning here. Welcome to episode 36. This is um, going to be about UFC 290. This is going to be my predictions for the, the Yair Rodriguez uh, Volkanovski card tonight. Um, and then I'm also going to throw in some fight announcements. We had a massive one announced last night. Um, it's going to be John Jones versus Stipe. It's going to be in November at MSG. I think the main thing with that um that i'll kind of dive into maybe i'll just i'll just dive into this right now let's go for it um i think this is going to be another card just to really look out for um this so this is the headliner announced for msg getting kind of closer towards the end of the year um there are a lot of title fights you could start making they're definitely going to put when you got john jones steepa headlining this is potentially John Jones' retirement fight too, depending if he wants to fight Pavlovich. Um, if he wins, definitely. I think if Stipe gets if Stipe, Stipe gets beaten easily, I think it's probably Stipe's retirement fight too. It's just the level of activity. That's that's always been. I think I've talked about this in a few episodes in the past, but that's always been kind of the knock I've had on, um, like kind of the the critique I've had against Stipe, where if you look at his record. He's only fought two fighters, I want to say, in the past five years. It's like, that's like, it's four or five years. And that would be DC and Nganu. That's like, that's kind of wild when you think about it. Like, only two guys. Um, granted, they were the title shots. But then also, if you kind of break down the activity, he's only averaging, you know, he's not, these days, he's not fighting even twice a year now. Um, but kind of the biggest concerning fact that a lot of people don't see is i really was rooting i really wanted to see pavlovich versus jones i think that that was the fight i really want to see i think that's the most dangerous fight right now that john John could have um in my opinion and stipe hasn't fought anyone in the current top 15 um for it. so when a lot of people are saying like stipe is the heavyweight goat yeah i'm not saying he's bad but the thing is, he hasn't fought anyone in that current top 15. The division's a lot different now. And, like, for example, if we look at... I really wish we could have seen at least Stipe during this time take a number one contender fight. That's not really, like... And there's always been this, like, I don't know, aura or... I don't know how what, what kind of... What, what word you want to use to describe it... Um, Kind of like thing like where people think like even giving him a number one contender fight's disrespectful because he's the heavyweight goat. It's like, man, like if if someone hasn't fought in a while, they haven't fought anyone in the current top fifteen. There are some exciting matchups you could make there. Like even if you look at like the top, the past three, the Pavlovich beat. Um, I don't know if Stipe would have a walk in the park with these three. So you got Derek Lewis, you got Ty Tuivasa, and then you got Curtis Blades. All of them Pavlovich KO'd round one. But let's be honest here. I don't know if Stipe would be able to like have an easy win with any of those three. Um, so that's the thing. I just really wish we could have seen Stipe have a number one contender fight if he can win. And this is kind of going into one guy that we're seeing fight tonight, 
that I have a ton of respect for. I think everyone does. Robert Whitaker fighting tonight. He's that guy, you know, he loses to Izzy, but then he, like, rebounds, and then he's just, like, fighting. He's always willing to fight these number one contender fights to maintain his spot, to earn his spot back. Whereas it's different, and with Stipe's situation, he just kind of, like, waits. They give him the title shot, and it's like, dang, I just, as a fan, I really wish the activity would go up and we could see, you know, him fight some of these top guys. Because also, if you think about it, the heavyweight division is more active than ever right now. And so let's put a scenario if Stipe were to, were to, some, were to, were to win the belt back. Do you really think he's going to be an extremely active champion? Probably not, being honest. He's probably going to fight once probably once a year also but he's probably he's probably gonna retire very soon anyways and so that's the thing i just want to see the activity go up um and so you know john when he is when he is fighting he's usually typically if you look at his record he's pretty active actually and so and that's i think so that helps out a lot here but he's also you know getting close he's probably potentially gonna retire soon unless he wants to take that pavlovich fight um and so I think if I'm giving my get predictions on this fight, I think John is he's a different, even a different animal at heavyweight. I think he's honestly, I think he's going to make this look easy against Stipe. I think um, the activity is going to be a problem for Stipe, but also I think just fight IQ wise, I think John is just, he's just way too high up there. And so I think um, I think John is going to make this look easy, and that's why I kind of wanted to see maybe the Pavlovich fight, just because I there's just it's another just one of those where it's just like uh, we haven't we didn't get to see John going against a freaking you know someone with the nuclear option at heavyweight um, yet you know John can KO people, Stipe can KO people, both were looking at like Pavlovich, the dudes like starching everyone round one. And so, and I think that's kind of, it's going kind of the comparable to the Nganu Jones fight to see what would happen if the guy's just going to freaking bum rush him, go wild or something. And so, yeah, I think the fight's going to be awesome though. I think that card is one to definitely look at. And these are kind of my predictions of what you could put on that card. So let's see here. So we got Colby. Versus Leon Edwards. That's been a fight that's been rumored to, you know, happen very That's going to get booked soon. They just haven't put a date on it. I think that's definitely a card you can put it out. We're four months out now. Um, Colby fighting an MSG. You know, he'd want to do that. I think, you know, Leon would like to do that too. So, yeah, that's a, that's an option. This is another neutral territory option. And this one, I really hope they actually do. Because I don't think they should go back to Abu Dhabi for this and give Makachev the home field advantage again. Um, go Oliveira, Makachev too, as one of the either co-main or definitely main card on this. Um, so that's those those two are definitely two potential filler fights in my opinion. I think that is the perfect landing spot for Oliver Makachev too. Go you have a neutral venue, you know, Makachev and Khabib's crew, they don't really like fighting in Vegas these days. So now you have the opportunity. MSG, you know, this is New York now. Here you go. And that's uh I think that's the I think Oliveira also 
I think the UFC might is is probably realizing Oliveira's loved in the US right now. He's one of the top stars right now. Um just like the people the people's champ that everyone wants to see. I think if you put him in like a crazy venue like that, um oh man, the arena's gonna go crazy. So I would love to see if you could do those three fights on that pay-per-view, oh man, that's gonna be insanity. But I also want to throw this out there too. We're four Dana said yesterday it is very possible that we could still see Conor McGregor fight in 2023. That card is in November. So here is my prediction here. Um, if anyone is going to get a USADA exception, it's going to be Conor McGregor. Let's be real here. Um, USADA is going to get shipped a fleet of Lambos. Let's be real here. <laughs> so I, I find it interesting how a lot of people act surprised. Like, oh, it matters what USADA says and stuff. Like the other day... Um, I think when Dana said that, how it's very possible that Connor could fight in 2023 still. A lot of people on social media were kind of like up in arms, like, you know, about, you know, it matters what USADA says. It's like, guys, let's be real here. Like, USADA's been doing some fishy stuff lately. You really think they're not going to let Connor possibly work their magic and give Connor an exception? Let's be real here. Like, <laughs> um, as far as like, I don't know. There's been a lot of, in my opinion, fishy stuff. I don't know if I've talked about all of these in the past, but you know, let's talk about let's talk about a few of them. And recently, you know, you had the Makachev IV situation, him and his management. So that started with Dan Hooker and even Volkanovski t- chiming in about how they heard about how Makachev took an IV to up his weight. Um, and so basically this accusation goes out. Dan Hooker goes the hardest out of all of them um, about this. And I think the biggest red flag here, in my opinion, is um, Ali and also um, I believe his name is Rivsom, is um, uh, one of Makachev's other managers. Basically, um, they're both talking about like it originally started about how just completely denying that Makachev took an IV. So it goes from he didn't take an IV to all of a sudden he did take an IV, but within the limits, so under 100 milliliter, um, USADA randomly drops and like sends an email and puts an announcement saying IVs under 100 milliliters under supervision are actually allowed. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, um, and then after that, you have Ali randomly tweet out. You can actually take IVs with no limit at all. And then he immediately deletes it, which is like a huge red flag. Because if someone's saying that, like you can take an IV, no limits, as long as it's under supervision. Uh, and that's completely against the rules. That And that guy's a manager of a ton of fighters. It's like, dude, that, in my opinion, that's like revealing that potentially you, a lot of your fighters could be using that loophole um, and just doing it no limit. And so, especially when you got Makachev getting accused right there, it's like, and the whole story was changing. He didn't take an IV. He took it within limits. Now you got all these saying, it doesn't matter. You can take it with no limits. It's like, dude. And then you saw to randomly chiming in to help out. That's kind of one of the red flag kind of exception things that I'm kind of seeing here, where if we want to go with this theme, like, 
would would USADA like help out, you know, a top star like McGregor? Yeah, I think they would pull some strings. Let's be real here. Let's look back at May some past ones. Um, Izzy, you know, he had the um, kind of the uniboob gyno situation on his left nip. This happened right before the Costa fight. Um, more um, Derek from more plate more dates. He actually made a video. Um, when Izzy made like this video is actually kind of harder to find now, but is because this died down actually pretty quick. Um, I think because this video also kind of did expose some things. So Izzy um, made a challenge. I believe it was a two, three million dollar challenge, like a bounty. Out, he's like, "Hey, I'll give this much money if anyone can prove that I am on Royce, that I'm on PEDs." So Derek, you know, this is the guy you don't want coming at you if he's gonna try and prove it um and what happens is he actually one of the parts of the video he actually lasers in on how um that situation with izzy's left nip it started for the first time during the costa fight on fight island he looks at he pulls up his usada like testing records and granted you know this was during covid but this is also one thing he looked into is how a lot of the international fighters during this time in COVID and just in general, just fighters in general, were getting tested a lot less. If you were international, it was like way lower. Um, and so he looks into how right before that fight, Izzy was barely being tested. I want to say I'm, I'm going off memory here. I'd have to pull it up. You can go to the USADA's website and you can actually, it's pretty cool. You can actually look up any athlete you want. You can see all the tests, like how many tests they've had and everything. Um, but he was, if you, and then pull up the, pull up the Paula Costa fight, like when that was and look right before he was not getting tested that much. And, and then strangely that fight, he all of a sudden has some crazy left nip situation and then in his interview, like when he's talking about it, he gets asked of all the things he could say. He says that weed caused it. It's like, bro, of all the things you could have said. <laughs> like, like, that's like, dude, no, that is not what caused it. Let's be real here. He had another fight a little bit later, had it come up again, but not as bad as that one. But yeah, it's like that's another thing like where USADA kind of also they didn't really go after him or hardcore test him anymore. Even after that, it's like he has been tested a decent amount. But like if we're talking like Jiri Prohaska, so then what kind of is another red flag in my opinion? This actually is a comparable. Um, so Alex Pereira versus um, versus Izzy, the um the one where Izzy got KO'd um Alex Pereira versus Glover I believe was also on that card um actually wait a minute no 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 <laughs> Jiri versus Glover I'm so sorry if you look at it, like Jiri like was getting like there was a period where Jiri like I don't know you saw it was like parked in that dude's parking lot or something because that dude was freaking getting tested like nobody's business but then you look at an athlete like Izzy who had like a red flag situation like this in the past. For some reason, they were going ex insanely hard at Jiri. But it's like, guys, you have someone that had something pretty bad happen here. And we're not going to – if your job as you saw it is basically to catch people, like 
wouldn't you think if your job is to catch people and bust people in the act, like, wouldn't you think like, I'm going to start, I'm going to freaking laser this dude. I'm going to come at him like as much as humanly possible, but they just let it slide. That's another situation. It's another big star, you know, champ. You saw it, it looks like, you know, let's let it slide a little, brush it under the rug. And then you can go back into the past, you know, TJ Dillashaw with EPO. I I really am on the side here that I think that his camp training lab, they actually, when they got busted for this, they were actually even deleting Instagram comments, um, like blocking people and everything that were calling out the gym that they knew about it. Um, because what happened here is, USAD also said that they didn't have the funding to do EPO tests, um, which is kind of crazy. And I really think that TJ's team, they knew about this all along. Like Cody Garbrandt, years before TJ even got busted for that, specifically called out that he was on EPO. USADA didn't investigate. It's like, if someone calls that out, why the hell aren't you looking into that? Like, you should have been dropping EPO tests like nobody's business on that guy if someone literally called it out. Um, and then you just, like, for years, you're just like, oh, nope, let's let it slide. And then eventually, they finally decided to do an EPO test. And I don't know if they just randomly chose to do finally do it one day, and that's how they got it. But another interesting thing there is, you know, TJ and his team just vacated the belt right away they didn't even contest it or anything they're just like you know take our loss take the suspension here we go i think maybe one of the reasons they vacated so easily is maybe that that could have made usada look even more you know they're i think usada tried to cover their cover their own butts there where they said we went back and tested everything epo is one of those substances that has such a low half-life that I'm pretty sure you have like you have to catch that in the act. You can't if you went back like you know let's go back like a few months and test on it. It's the sample is not going to be the same, and so that's just I don't know. There's kind of like stuff like that. There's kind of three examples you can look back more. You know, Brock Lesnar was one of the guys that got a USADA exception, but then after the Mark Hunt fight, he got um. He failed the drug test. So, I mean, let's be honest, Brock Lesnar, Conor McGregor in this situation, I mean, they could give him an exotic exception, see what happens. Um, I'm on the side of the fence, too, with how much money Conor's worth. You know, some you also are dealing with that kind of area where someone could get paid off here. Let's be real here. I think when the test does happen, um, yeah, someone could be kind of lax, but let's yeah, I think that's just kind of my opinion. But just going back to the theme, I'm not surprised here, you know, where out of everyone that could get a USAD exception, it's McGregor. And so yeah, that's kinda it's kinda my tangent right there. And I think that the other fight that you could add on this Jones Stepe card, if you really want to friggin' annihilate pay per view records, um, John Joe Stepe, McGregor Chandler. Oh, imagine if you were to just go freaking guns blazing. You add those other two fights as well. You got Colby Leon, Olivera Makachev too. Add another banger of some sort. Jeez, you could make that card so insane. Um, and I think it. I think that's where what they gotta go for. Do something ridiculous on that card. 
Um, all right, now we're gonna go into the, my predictions for this card tonight. Um, so let's let's start from the bottom. I'm gonna go with the ah. Let's go with the early prelims. Let's see if I spot. So this fire actually right here is gonna be interesting. Cameron Simon. Um, from South Africa as well, but he's eight and zero. He's gonna go against Terrence Mitchell versus fifteen and two. This is kind of one of those kind of like prospect fights we're looking at. Um, that should be a good one. See what happens there. Um, there's a few guys on this card that actually are like, yeah, Victor Petr- on early prelims. Also, Victor Petrino is undefeated. Another eight and zero guy. Um, Esteban Rubovich. He's eleven and one. So yeah, there's some good ones on that early prelims. I I think we're gonna see maybe some KOs and finishes from the start. Um, kind of moving up here. Let's see here. Robbie. So I think. Oh man, I didn't know that. Gosh dang, I didn't pay attention to the the weigh-ins too much here <laughs> yesterday. Um, I do know that um Jalen Turner missed weight, which is a bummer. But um, yeah, he's definitely got to get that under control. But um. But Tatsuro Tyra versus Edgar Chiras. Um, this this kid is someone to just keep an eye out. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely gonna probably put some money on this kid. Um, this kid is just awesome to watch. I always like in one of his inter- post fight interviews too. He talked about how like what how are you celebrating the win? Or it was like some some question like that. He's like, I'm going to In and Out Burger. <laughs> it's like, oh man, you gotta love this kid. Um, I'm also from California. I live in an area that. I live in near St. Louis area now, and so now I don't have In-N-Out Burger out here, so that's depressing. And so, but Tatsuro Tyra, this kid is awesome. Um, I think you're gonna see a KO or something there. Um, I, I dang, this one went way under the radar. I don't even. I mean, this is the UFC's like post right here, so I'm pretty sure this is hacked. <laughs> it should be. I just I didn't see these guys at all. Uh, Jimmy Crute versus a lot. No, there's no way. I, I'm pretty sure that fight happened in the past. Let me see here. I, let me double check this because I'm I'm almost positive these guys fought in the world. It's Jimmy Crute versus Menafield. Didn't these guys? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, guys fought. Huh, that's interesting. Dang. Yeah, they fought back at UFC 284. I was going to say, I was like, what in the world? All right. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, Jimmy Kurt versus Manifield. We'll see how it happens there. I like that one a lot. Um, and then, you know, this is um, the retirement fight for Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. I think Robbie Lawler is going to get it done here. But Nico Price is, again, one of those fighters that he's super creative. And so, like, just don't make him somehow land any one of his crazy wild shots. Um, but he, he does sometimes fall into that trap where he gets a little too wild or gets into kind of slugfests and stuff, which, I mean, that could favor Robbie Lawler because Robbie Lawler's been in wars and that's the style he likes fighting. If he can get people to start getting more wild, we got the potential super upset here going to the main card. Just kidding. This is, I want to say Bo Nichols, like I, he's like the biggest favorite in history right here. He's like a minus 10 trillion versus Val Woodburn so it's like bet 10 trillion dollars to get three pesos back um so 
got Bo Nickel versus Val Woodburn. Woodburn. Wow. Um, this is. I was looking at Val's record the other day. I think the only thing he does have some KOs on his record, but his past two fights went to decision. Um, he has a, a few that have gone decision. This is where I think, like, uh, you know, it would be cool to see an upset, but I think I don't see him taking, especially on a short notice, Bo to decision. If anyone's going to take a decision, it's going to be Bo just, like, using his wrestling, just, you know, draining him and whatnot. But if I were predicting, it's going to be another Bo quick finish. Um, and so... But, I mean, this guy does have some KOs, quick KOs, so we'll see what happens. But um, I think Bo, Bo takes – It's got, I think it's going to be one or two ways. You know, Val can catch him. This maybe could be a situation like I was talking the other day. I would love to see if Bo has a chin. Um, if he So if he does get, you know, tagged by something here, that could be interesting. Um, but on short notice, I really wish they – they would have gone the the Cal Barallo situation or something like that, but I also see why they wouldn't want to give you know Bo the an ultra tough challenge quite yet. But they are gonna, I think they are at one eighty five. They are gonna probably give him a ranked opponent next, possibly. So we'll see what happens. Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Jalen Turner is like the um, city kickboxing like annihilator these days. So. um he did miss weight here. He came out at 158, so two pounds over. Um, I think I think Jalen Turner is going to get it done here. I think Dan Hooker, in my opinion, he's he's fun to watch. I'll I'll give him that. But I've all I haven't really liked how Dan Hooker he does talk a smack a, a good amount on people. Um, and I think, in my opinion, he kind of one of the reasons he does that is he's kind of like if you look at Dan Hooker's record, he's twenty two and twelve, but I think he's also low key salty because some of these losses that he has would have completely changed MMA. If you think about it, if he were to have gotten the KO on Poirier in that one fight of the year candidate, if he would have KO'd Poirier, that hundred percent would have changed. MMA completely that was before the McGregor fights if he were to have beat Chandler having not gotten KO'd in Chandler's debut that would have changed MMA you know Chandler's now you know potentially gonna fight McGregor next as ultimate fighter that would have completely changed stuff you got um Dan Hooker takes Islam short notice gets subbed another fight Kind of there's so I I if you look at some of these things then he tries also you know I'm gonna change it up let me drop to 145 see if I can make a title push there gets KO'd by Arnold Allen so I think low key Dan Hooker is a little salty at some of these like losses that he's had he kind of is in the shadows of you know you got Izzy Volkanovski. He's kind of like in the the shadows a little bit. He's an awesome fighter to watch, but I think that's why he sometimes kind of like throws some of these barbs at like John Jones randomly and other fighters and whatnot. And um, he's talking about how he's still gonna make a title push and stuff. Um, I this is a this is definitely you know getting up there with kind of a make or break fight for Dan Hooker. Being honest, because I mean it's kind of almost like. I mean, twenty-two and twelve. That's that's not even a fifty percent win rate anymore. That's that's not <laughs> that's not a good record, uh, especially if you're talking about still wanting to make a title push. 
And so I think this is getting close to a make or break fight for Dan, but this is also not an easy fight. This is not a, it's not a scrub. He's getting matched up against Jalen Turner is a beast. And so we'll see what happens here. Um, Going into the, the top three that everyone wants to see, you know, um, excited about as well. I mean, this whole card's awesome. Um, got Robert Whitaker versus Drickus Duplessis. I talked about, you know, potential things that could happen as a result of this fight where um, depending on who wins, you know, if Whitaker wins, I'm not sure if he gets an in- instant title shot against Izzy. Um, I think that actually does put a strickland potentially in a good situation they mix it up and give him the title shot um just because izzy hasn't fought him yet if drickus does win it's a lock he's getting the next title shot on that sydney card in september and then but there's also some stuff in the wings here that you can kind of look at you know comms out they haven't booked yet so i mean if drickus wins maybe they go you know they do drickus versus izzy but maybe they go number one contender fight um I mean, there's some routes you could go. I feel like they they're intentionally not booking Kamzat for a reason. Um, so I mean, Kamzat versus Strickland. You know, if Drinkus takes an f ton of damage, he's not able to quick turn around for the um, the Sydney card. I mean, they want to go like super money fight. Maybe they go Strickland. They go Izzy versus Kamzat. But I think probably the most likely things are you potentially see, you know, if Whitaker beats Drickus, probably going to be Strickland versus... I, I think they'd probably go Strickland versus Izzy, actually. Um, as weird as that is, just because, you know, Whitaker's already used two bullets, but then they'd probably keep him right in there, you know, where he'd get the winner very soon after, potentially. Um, if Drickus wins, he's a lock, but it's interesting just kind of... Keep your eye out on kind of what's going on there in that division. Where I th- I'm pretty sure they've um, they're intentionally not booking comms out for a reason, and that's that's probably the biggest money fight that you can do there. The Izzy versus comms up at middleweight right now. Outside of you know Pereira going down again again to do a trilogy, um, but yeah, I think in this fight, I think Whitaker is going to get it done. Um, I think he's just um, too ta- too tactical. Obviously, he can get caught. Um, Drickus got really good power, but I think Drickus, if you kind of look at his striking, he throws a lot of looping shots, which is also a red flag if he were to get a fight against Izzy. Um, he was actually getting he was getting hit a decent amount against um, by Brunson um, prior to you know Brunson just having just another weird gas tank situation where he's insanely gassed um i don't know if that's a health issue or something but yeah it's just brutal to see brunson get ko'd like that again like the cannoneer fight um so but i think whitaker you know here i see him getting it done this fight coming up though i've also thought was kind of interesting pantoja coming in as a plus 175 underdog versus moreno granted they fought years back pantoja has two wins over moreno but i thought that was a little interesting he's a pretty that's a decent underdog for someone that has two wins over moreno i don't know i i'm not i'm not quite sure if i agree with that i'm I'm keeping my eye on that i think pantoja could get it done here um, but that's going to be an awesome fight and then going into the main event going into volkanovsky versus yair um 
I think the the one thing that I was looking at with Jaeger's record is he's 16 and 3, two of his losses, um Holloway and Edgar. Um this is kind of one thing that I'm pretty sure Volks I mean he has such high fight IQ. Um he's probably going to look at, you know, with how Jaeger moves so crazy leg kicks are going to be his friend but also when people use grappling on Yair is when he tends to struggle that's how Max Holloway was actually able to mix it up um get the win Edgar actually TKO'd him and um I think as I think as long as you know Volk doesn't somehow get himself like caught in like because Yair's pretty good off his back on the ground um that's where you know as long as he's not like overly like crazy um maybe gets caught in another ortega situation i i see i see volkanovsky getting this done um i think maybe even by tko if he he uses his wrestling and mixes it up and so i think and then i think afterwards you know he's he eventually wants his rematch uh, wants to go for you know go for that 155 belt he also talks about wanting to go for the bmf belt um that would be interesting to see him get the winner of Poirier versus Gaethje's. somehow that would be crazy though that would be an awesome fight whatever matchup you want to see there Poirier versus Volk or Poirier versus Gaethje whoo those would be awesome to see so um but yeah it's gonna be awesome awesome card tonight see what happens um those are my picks for tonight guys thanks again for listening um again if you guys have any feedback for me uh feel free to shoot me an email it's uh ufc state of the union at gmail.com no spaces there um feel free to also shoot me any dms with any tips um uh, if you want to go my personal instagram it's just at bvosp so at bvosp um feel free to go there um another cool thing that might help me out if you guys want to Leave me a review on Spotify um, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys like. Leave me your reviews. That would help me out a lot. Um, But thanks so much, guys. Um, Hope you're having a great Saturday. See ya.